boss man, short friend of the show, Coach Mike Jones of the Radford Highlanders out of the Big South. Coach, how you guys over there in Radford, man? You took me some snow up there today, man. How's it going so far? Not bad, man. Can't complain, man. We uh, we just got an inch, you know, a little inch here. First one of the season, and shoot, December seventh, we'll take that. No doubt. Well, Coach, let's talk to you about this, man. Let's talk to everybody how in March, everything got shut down. So talk to us about how is it for you and your staff and your players, man, going from being that structure of being around campus, going in classes to having to go home and being in our own environments again, keeping the grades up. So how is that process for you and your staff, Coach? Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, was tough on us uh, like it was on most people, if not everybody. You know, we uh, – once we – lost in the semifinals of our conference tournament. Um, we let let our guys go home because it was spring break. We knew we were going to be playing in the NIT, and which was the first time in school history. So we were excited about that opportunity to play. And then our guys were, they came back. They were scheduled to come back on the day that everything shut down. So they were actually uh, back. We were about to practice, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything just fell apart, you know. And so um, our guys went home again that day and the next day, and I never saw our seniors again, you know. So it, it's unbelievable, you know, just uh, just thinking about that. Our, we didn't have graduation, uh, no more in-person classes the rest of the semester, um, man, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty tough on everybody, but you know, some we made it through, you know, and here we are, you know, into our season, which you know I wasn't sure if we'd ever get to that, but uh, by the grace of God, man, we're playing games. Yeah, and I, I feel for your seniors because they, you know, they want to have that one last game. We you know it's your last game, take off the jersey, that one last time, and all of a sudden, right. you know, losing losing the tournament. Is over and never to come back again. I know for your seniors and for you, it's that empty feeling like you can't even help and change for those young men because it was COVID ripped away from away from those guys. They can't have it ever again, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. You know, you do get that. You know, that last game. You know, it's over. Whereas we were anticipating another game, and then all of a sudden it was gone, and so you didn't have a chance to say goodbye to everybody. You didn't have a chance to you know, cry in that locker room with your, your six seniors. We had six seniors, you know, that was a big senior class for us. And so, uh, you know, there was never closure to that. And, uh, you know, I regret that. I think we'll all regret that forever. But, you know, it's beyond our control. You know, one thing I tell our team all the time, I try to remind them nearly every day in practice, certainly every week, is that this, only today is guaranteed. You know, yes. we're here uh, for practice. You know, this is our time to be together, and who knows what happens between today and the next practice. So let's have fun with the one that we have and uh, make the most of it. And so that certainly uh, came true with the uh, with the spring with COVID. And Coach, what you just said, hit me, hit, hits home for me because, you know, I talked to Anthony Stewart three, three weeks ago before he passed away. Oh, man. And, you yeah. know, I, I got the, I got, saw the news. I'm like, wow, we just had a great conversation on the show three weeks ago, and now he's gone. So for me, it's like, wow, he was just here, and now he's gone. I just talked to him three weeks yeah. ago. So what you're telling your players is so true because, you know, who would have thought, you know, I talked to him three weeks ago, and now he's gone now. It's like, wow. Yeah. As much as we think uh, it's about our plans, it's really about God's plans, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, 
you know, there's so many examples that happen all the time throughout our lives that teach us that, but we take it for granted. You know, we take each day for granted. We take each game for granted. We take each practice for granted and we just can't do that. I mean, you know, we got to enjoy what we get and, uh, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, academically-wise, how is it for your young men going from that structure of study halls and tutoring on campus to being virtually home? Because, you know, when you're at home, you're on, on, on our class, kind of much at your own pace. You don't have that push or you get up when you want to. Or So how is holding them accountable, first and foremost, keeping them, also giving them the help they need for the guys who really like the online aspects of going to school now? Straight up terrifying. That's what it is. It's, uh, you know, you just don't know what they're doing. You hope and you talk to them constantly. Fortunately for our guys, man, we've had back-to-back uh, -back 3.0 semesters, which, you know, man, for us, that's that's big. And uh, so I really applaud my guys for uh, being mature and taking care of their business, even though there isn't that normal structure that they would, they would have being here on campus. We had in-person classes in the fall, um, but it was only like, you know, for if a guy had four classes, maybe one of them was in person. The other uh, was either a Zoom class or it was an online material. And, uh, you know, to their credit, they did a really good job of taking care of business. And, and, and my coaching staff, you know, does a great job with staying on top of them and making sure that they're, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. And, you know, we've got a, a great academic coordinator. So, I mean, we, uh, you know, we, we, we're fortunate we have people that help them stay on course. Now, Coach, for us keeping their minds sharp mentally via the Zoom, because, you know, you guys are away from each other, right? So how do you use that Zoom to kind of, to kind of, kind of keep the young men's minds sharp so don't, don't let the, the pandemic bring them down, the social injustice, unrest bring them down, and just being at home bring them down? So how do you keep their minds sharp? Because I know when you're home, you get a depression when things start not going the way you think they should. Yeah, we uh, we work really hard to keep them connected. You know, um, typically in the spring, that's a time when, um, you know, your team gets together, uh, maybe goes out, play a little softball together, you know, bowling. Uh, we have official visits in where team gets together for a meal. We didn't have any of that. And so what we did was we used Zoom to try to make it happen. And, uh, you know, when all the social unrest happened um, with Ahmaud Arbery and Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, we got the group together. We did uh, different activities on the Zoom. We asked them, you know, to express how they felt uh, felt about everything. We made them talk, uh, which was really good. You know, the guys like to hide on that Zoom, man. You know, they back yes. in court, nobody raised their hand. And so we made each guy uh, speak up. We had different activities for them. We brought in um, a judge. Um, uh, we brought in a police officer, a lawyer, and a, and a probation officer uh, to talk to the team about the criminal justice system and kind of explain what was going on. We brought in some, a lady from the local NAACP chapter to talk about voting. Um, we did different activities. We made them watch 13th, the documentary by Ava DuVernay and, uh, you know, LA 92, which was about the Rodney King. And we had discussions about that. So we, we tried to uh, keep them engaged and, we also did a lot of, you know, team culture, um, identity building with the group. And so we, we probably, man, I say we had at least eight Zooms, um, you know, usually once every couple of weeks to kind of make sure that we were connecting with those guys. And I think it helped them. And then we were fortunate enough we got to come back for summer school at the end of June. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a challenge, but it was good. 
Now, how hard was the ramp up for, for your young men? Because when they was out of pocket for three months doing nothing, right? So how should I keep them so they don't get a, a nagging knee, ankle, hamstring, some soft tissue that lingers all year long? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And that's something that everybody's dealing with uh, now. You know, if there's a cancellation during the season and you have to shut down, how do you bring them back? And so if you're shut down for 14 days, it's going to take another seven days just to kind of ramp them up to where they were before. I mean, it's it's unheard of for athletes to not do anything for 14 days, you know, especially during the season. So when we got back for the summer, I was not pressed about you know, rushing into anything, you know, and we're consequently probably behind where we would be in a normal year, just because we didn't do as much teamwork uh, in the summer and in the fall. Uh, But what we did was we took our time and having them do individual workouts, you know, working their way up to getting in condition. Then we started conditioning. We had a setback because we had some COVID cases we shut down for a little while and then we came back and then we started all over again with the conditioning. And so uh, we, our, our uh, training staff has been terrific along with our team doctor in terms of giving us the right protocols to get people back to playing 100% and trying to prevent injuries. And that's something that everybody's got to be aware of this year. And losing six seniors, having to pretty much start over from scratch almost, trying to input offenses after time out plays, defenses, you're probably running a lot of basic stuff right there because you can't put everything in because you don't have enough time to practice and guys being out 14 days, coming back seven. If they lose that sharpness of what you taught them previously, it went all, all the way in the first place. So I can only imagine the chess game you're playing with yourself, trying to make sure you keep, keep them competitive, but also trying to you know keep them healthy at the same time as well. I'm trying to stay sane, man. It's uh, <laughs> It's been tough. We uh, you know, we have a completely new team. And when I say completely new, the, our leading scorer from last year averaged three points a game. Uh, so we're completely new. We put in a you know new offense. We put in some new elements on our defense. Uh, we didn't have the benefit of um, practicing for about five or six days. We, we had did not have scrimmages this year to kind of, you know, get out there and play somebody else. So our first real test, you know, uh, game or or scrimmage against anybody was against Virginia Tech, a first game of the season. And so uh, right now we would have had only two regular season games and two scrimmages. Instead, we've had four games. And, uh, you know, it's going to be like that. This is just the, the year. You know, 2020 has made everybody realize that, uh, you know, what you thought was normal is not normal anymore. Here's a new normal, and you better figure it out. And the big word that we use with our team is, is be flexible. You know, it's flexibility and being able to adjust and, and still, you know, try to get better every day because some teams aren't going to handle it well. Some teams are going to handle it uh, really well and everything in between. We want to be one of those teams that is flexible and handles everything that's thrown our way, you know, as well as we possibly can. And Coach, how was recruiting via Zoom this time? Having to show kids at campus via the computer, doing virtual tours. <laughs> how was that? Because you know, I can only imagine for a guy like yourself wants to see a young man in person, meet the family in person, do it over the computer. It was hard for you and your staff. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a challenge for everybody. You know, we we uh, we signed three uh, transfers. So two junior college and one was a Division two transfer. Actually, two. Um, Division two transfers, and we didn't see two of them play live before wow. they came here until our first workout together, which 
you know, for me, if, if anyone knows me, they know that I need to see a kid three times in person before I feel comfortable saying he can play or can't play. And uh, so we weren't able to do that. That's just the, the nature of the beast. And so um, it's, it's taken us a while to kind of get acclimated to um, what that those players can do. Um, they take, had to take some time to get acclimated to who we are as coaches, how we do things, uh, you know, how our personalities are. And, and then when, when, because of COVID, we can't get together like we used to. So we're not bonding in the off season like we normally would have. So, man, I tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's been tough, but you know, our guy, we got great guys in our program. We really have terrific kids, man. I love them. Uh, I think eventually we're going to be the best we've ever been here at Radford, which is saying something because we've had some good teams. Uh, but it's going to take time. It's going to take time for us to get to know each other, how we operate. It's going to get take time for us to get to know how we how we play and how they fit into how we play. So uh, yeah, the learning curve is just a little longer now um, because of we have you know the recruiting being the way it is, and it's just the way it is, man. We just got to flow with it. No doubt. How cool is it to have your son on the roster? You know, how's that been for you, man? I know you, you got to be so proud of him being on the – you and having to coach your son right there yeah, in yeah. Rafford with you, man. That has to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's really neat, man. He um, – I got to give him all the credit because, you know, he has to be the guy with the with the teammates in the locker room and daddy's boy, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and still be, you know, loyal to his teammates but knowing that he's my son. So – uh, I would rather him be loyal to them, <laughs> you know, when we're a, as a team. And then when we're off the court, now we're father and son. And, you know, we try to keep that business separate as much as possible. But he's been great. Um, he has had a, you know, terrific attitude when it comes to me being his coach and him being on the team. Uh, and uh, he's made it really easy for me. But uh, it's, it's great having him in there every day, traveling with them. Uh, we, we won a ring together last year. Now, you know, the only thing left for us to do is go to the tournament together. And, uh, you know, he's uh, put in a lot of work uh, off the court, uh, on the court, uh, outside of practice to make that happen for himself and for our team. So I'm really proud of him. Now, Coach, being, being in your conference, I think you, a lot of your trips are bus trips. So you don't get on airplanes. So how does that make you feel knowing you don't to really get on a plane, per se? A lot of me bus here and there. And so you protect your players and, your, and yourself from potentially getting exposed to this virus. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps that uh, you don't expose yourself to a lot of other people. You know, the other day um, on our trip uh, to East Carolina uh, was the first time we ever ate in a restaurant. You know, we were off to the side. You know, we, you know, there were other people in the restaurant, and you know, it was uncomfortable. But when you're on the bus, everybody on the bus is testing. Excuse me, three times, uh, you know, a week, and so you know, we feel much more confident. Uh, in that situation, whereas if you were on an airplane, you'd be exposed to, you know, people at the baggage counter, you know, and, you know, on the airplane and so forth. And so I think that's, you know, really uh, a good thing that um, most of our trips or actually all of our trips this year, uh, we were supposed to go to TCU, but that game got canceled. So, um, you know, all of our trips are on the bus. And I think that gives us a sense of um, comfort. Now, I know non-conference schedule-wise, you have raised money. And I'll see some of them contracts. They're, they're not great. So how is that trying to keep the, the budget the way it should be for everybody else who's non-revenue and also keeping you guys safe at the same time? 
Yeah, no, every school I think has lost a lot of money this year, uh, not only because, you know, didn't have the tournament last year and now, you know, everybody's trying to make sure we get to the tournament this year. But those guarantee games for schools like us are very important to keep our uh, athletic department moving. Um, it's something that, you know, I love being a team player and playing those games, um, you know, to help benefit the athletic department as a whole. And so, uh, you know, in a game, in a normal year where you might get 80,000 for a game, you're only getting 40. You know, that's that's a big hit, but it's something, you know, uh, it's kind of like a lot of small businesses around. You know, you usually have 100 percent capacity. Now you're at 25. It's better than zero. And so you got to have that mentality. But we're been, we've been fortunate. Uh, a couple of our guarantee games have paid us uh, pre pandemic uh, contracts. So we got the same money that we would have gotten outside of uh, COVID. Uh, and we were uh, just talking to other coaches. We're one of the few that has been able to do that. So, uh, you know, knock on wood, we can get our last one in against Vanderbilt and uh, then we'll be in the league and we'll have made a little bit of money for that athletic department. Well, Coach, I have a house in Nashville still. I might need to come there and see you, man. When I... Come on up, man. Come on up. You, <laughs> I have a house you, still. You'll be, of, you'll be one of five fans for Rafford. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I still have a house up in Nashville. I to, hey, this, I got to come and see you guys play that day there, for real. Now, now, Coach, the last one I got for you is, what has been a hobby for you during the pandemic? Mine's been playing the guitar. So what's what been your pandemic hobby to learn since you've uh, had a lot more time to be with you and your wife and your family? Yeah, that's, uh, boy, we, um, our family has been together more in the last eight months, nine months than we've been in the last five years because our oldest son went away to college at Bucknell and uh, then he got his master's at VCU. So he's been home pretty much the whole time. Um, you know, we, we played a lot of games early on. Uh, we, uh, <clears throat> we went down to Georgia uh, over St. Simons and hung out. Uh, down there for a part of the time, like in, especially in uh, April and May. Um, but uh, the main thing that I've been doing um, up until the start of the season is reading. You know, um, I, I've always, my dad, you know, taught me a lot about black history when I was growing up. And so I've always had a love for uh, black history and, and the plight of black Americans and the black diaspora all around the world. And so I got back into reading a lot of those books um, this past summer. And uh, it's been great. And I've, I've shared my knowledge with my family. I've shared the knowledge uh, with the team. Our family's been reading a lot of books, man. We got this, uh, uh oh, we got this uh, uh, bin in our living room filled with all the books that we've read. And you look at it, man, it's like 50 books that, you know, between uh, all of us we've read and we've had discussions about them, which has been great. Um, that, that's really been special. And, you know, it, it's a tough out here, man. You know, you, you got two black sons who are, you know, my youngest is about to be 20, oldest is uh, about to be 24. And, you know, you see how tough this world is on a young black man. And so the time that we've had to have discussions with them and help them understand some things, had, you know, I just can't replace that, man. That's been uh, super. That's been really uh, valuable to my wife and I, so uh, we're very appreciative of the time we've had to do that. Most definitely, Coach John. Thank you for your time today. I'm gonna take it on, on that on that game against Van Vanderbilt. I'm gonna go come up there and see you, man. Let me know the the, the, the plans. I'll do that, brother. I will let you know, man. I got tickets for you, man. No doubt. Thanks, thanks so much, Coach. Hey, man, be safe, man, and enjoy that snow up there. Let's don't sing down into Georgia. We don't need it, man. <laughs> hey, boss, man. Always enjoy being being with you, man. I appreciate you. Anytime, Coach. Be good, brother. All right, you too. All right.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.